0: Welcome, everyone, to the Energy Advisors podcast. I'm Rex, that energy guy, your host, and we've got a great topic to talk about today, hydrogen. I call it the circular energy, and it is so underutilized, and it has more potential and cleaner than any other energy source on the planet. But it's not being used yet. And so let's talk about all that and how it works and what man has been doing lately, okay? But before we do that, let's... uh, be uh, introducing and be thankful to our partners over at Valor Solar, they are great. You know, integrity matters. And there's a three step process when you decide to go solar and solar is the biggest thing you can do to impact your energy independence, your energy bills and productivity, uh, even if you want to add an EV into your life. But at Valor, they are great. The integrity steps through um, education, execution and maintenance and they just do it right. That's why I partnered with them. Uh Valor covers the Rocky Mountain States. You we know, we're both headquartered here in Colorado. We emanate from the beautiful Centennial State and they serve Colorado, Utah, Nevada, Idaho and Arizona. So if you're in those geographies and you want to get connected, want to take that big step step to get energy independent, please reach out to, to me. How we do that is go do it with a website at energyadvisors.today, fill out the form, and we'll get you connected. All right, so today's topic is really interesting. Most people don't know much about it. It doesn't catch a lot of headlines, It's but it's probably the biggest potential energy source that we have. Now, I call hydrogen the circular uh, energy source. And it's really interesting because people aren't aware of it. Unless you're a chemist uh, You you studied element charts and that kinds of stuff, you may not know. But you need to know about this because it needs to be uh, considered when you are creating your energy plan. You know, we have financial plans, we have fitness plans, you ought to have a energy plan. Okay, so l- the reason I call hydrogen the circular energy source is because, one, it's the largest um, and most prevalent element in the universe. Uh, 78% of the universe is comprised of hydrogen. Okay. Uh, And combine that with helium, you have about 98% of the elements in the universe. Now, hydrogen is very prevalent here on Earth. It's uh, one of the bigger sources. It's found in all the water that we have, so are massive amounts of ocean space, uh, space, rivers, and lakes. Uh, But let's get to the important part, the starting part of the circular, okay? Now, the starting part of the circular is the sun. Well, what's creating the energy from the sun? Sun is the fusion of hydrogen atoms, which result in helium, which makes up the sun, and the energy that is derived from that fusion is the heat and light source that comes from our sun. So we are 100% dependent on hydrogen. It's the beginning, okay? So that energy flows down to earth. And here on earth, uh, hydrogen is being used when we do solar. Hydrogen is being used when we are um, doing the creation long-term on fossil fuels or natural gas, just we we owe everything to hydrogen that's coming from the sun. So it's interesting, people don't think about it. Their EV is powered by renewables and that's created by hydrogen. If you're using solar, the absolutely 100% of solar energy is using hydrogen. And there's a lot of thing that's going on right now with hydrogen energy because it's virtually endless supply. I mean, we can get that hydrogen energy out of the water sources and the sun that's, that's coming to us. So what's happening now in a state of the union in December of 2023 is the fact that there is um, new research going on and actually two hydrogen-based engine, excuse me, hydrogen-based cars on the marketplace. But let's explore for a minute how hydrogen engines work because there's two types. The first one is the hydrogen combustion engine. So what is happens is you take hydrogen in a very compressed state. So about 300 PS, excuse me, 10,000 PSI, which is like 300 times the um, PSI in a tire. So it takes a tank that, that can hold this very secure and very strong tank, and a large tank that actually can be powering if you're going to powering a vehicle, if you're going to be using combustion hydrogen. Now, what people don't understand is hydrogen is actually the highest density of energy uh, in mass, but not in volume. So it takes quite a bit of volume to create it. It has a higher flash point, than gasoline, but you can run a hydrogen engine, and that's where most of the development up to today has been in hydrogen combustion. Now, the other type of high, um, um, boy, I can't talk today. It's crazy getting close to the high, the holidays. The other type of energy for hydrogen system is fuel cells. Now, the fuel cells are very expensive to uh, create. But they are actually more energy performant than the battery systems that are found in the hybrids and all the EVs today. So if if you have the um, energy cells, the f- uh, hydrogen energy cells on your vehicle, it actually outperforms electricity. So if you think about this, a, how an EV works, you have uh, battery power that is providing the energy to the, in the electric motor that runs the EV. Well, in a replacement with a fuel cell, with a hydrogen fuel cell, same thing, you get the energy from the fuel cells rather than a battery. It's fractions of the weight of a battery. And also, it's a renewable source. One of the challenges right now is the technology is not advanced enough for recycling the lithium-based and other battery technologies that are currently used in EVs. Now, what's holding it back? Why are we not using more hydrogen uh, engines, uh, battery fuel cells? Well, it's, it's cost, okay? So these fuel cells are expensive to make. They are not as readily available. And then the other situation with them is the fact that the uh, availability of fueling stations is not wide. It's widely distributed. The, there are these in California and it's coming up. So keep an eye on it. This is really important because it's it's circular. And the output of these vehicles is water, okay? So the combination of creating the fuel cells uh, and then using that electricity, it actually comes out the byproduct of water now there are currently in the united states again december of 2023 there are two um hydrogen uh, fuel cell vehicles on the marketplace today hyundai uh, surprisingly uh, it's an amazing company they have the hyundai nexo okay it is the world's first hydrogen powered suv okay and the it's the company's flagship vehicle. It's it's pretty cool. Now the Nexo's driving range is a little higher because of the efficiency of the hydrogen. Um, it's a little higher than the standard uh, SUV. It's just under 400 miles, uh, which is enough to, let's say, in California where they're used more, drive from Los Angeles to San Francisco nonstop without any um, without any refueling. And the cool thing about the refueling is it just takes about five minutes to refuel a uh, fuel cell hydrogen car. So it's not the half hour or whatever the time frames are. I mean, I know that Tesla and others and the Tesla and their network are trying to improve uh, recharging now. So it's it's pretty interesting. The other drawback is people don't have the fuel sources at their homes yet. Okay, we don't have hydrogen uh, tanks built up in our home. Now, the downs. Let's talk. Well, let's finish our talk about the uh, available models. Uh, what's interesting about this to prime the marketplace is Nexo. When you purchase one of these Hyundai Nexos, it comes with fifteen thousand dollars worth of fuel cards, which can be re- um, redeemed at the hydrogen fuel stations for up to six years after it's been purchased. It, these cars also uh, qualify for the $4,500 California clean vehicle rates. They qualify for the federal uh, tax credits also. So at a starting price of $60,000, it is essentially the leader. It's a very luxurious vehicle, a high-end trim, and it has the best range out of any type of vehicle. Uh, renewable fuel cell type vehicles. I'm stuttering today. It's crazy. Okay, so the next one is the Toyota um, uh, Mirai, which um, Mirai is it's M-I-R-A-I, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but Japanese, Mirai means the future. And it came on the marketplace in late of 2022. Now, it's not a SUV frame. It is a sedan frame, and it actually has an even higher um, distance range to it. It's actually over 400 miles uh, when you you have one of these hydrogen-driven vehicles. So it's um, a very sleek sedan. It has all the luxurious features of the highest-end Teslas, and so it's really interesting. Okay, so it's becoming readily available. Um, the best state to own one of these is California because there actually are recharging stations. But this technology is going to permeate because of a couple things. It's cheaper. It has a higher density energy uh, output and it actually has longer ranges and quicker uh, refueling. Now, why is this not spreading faster? Well, it's a little bit of market dynamics. It's a little bit of policy issues. When you look at each state and their energy offices and what they're doing to to back these technologies, but the market demand is gonna come there because people don't understand that we're really taking elements that exist throughout the um, earth, water, all of our water sources, the sunlight that's coming, and the hydrogen is the, the base of that. So isn't it kind of particular? If we start looking at the circle of hydrogen energy, largest, um, most available fuel cell elements in the universe, goodness gracious, most available fuel um, elements in the universe, hydrogen, it's being um, created with fusion at the sun, the uh, resulting energy gets down here. Now we can actually take hydrogen here and create energy. So the reason people talk about, oh, hydrogen isn't as cool as like electrical vehicles is because they say, oh, it takes energy to create the hydrogen. Well, yes, that's true. But it also takes energy to create the electricity to create um, the power batteries and there. So it's really an interesting dynamic. And people don't understand we could be using large centralized hydrogen of fuel creation to actually power these fuel cells on a distributed nature, just as we are doing with the EV networks for electric. So it's an interesting dynamic. It's full circle. We get it from the sun. We use it here. It is clean. And so what's happening in the marketplace is not everybody's figured out how to make money on it. I mean, one of the driving factors in the use of fossil fuels is there's a lot of money being made and has for the last 140 years. And so there's energy sources for that. ExxonMobil and other companies are working on ways to harness um, hydrogen and looking for ways to be able to uh, to condense it and distribute it. So it's really interesting. I, I was kind of surprised that I knew about the Hyundai Nexo and to see Toyotas entry into the marketplace. And these cars really kind of cost about the same as um, a regular standard SUV, or excuse me, EV. And they are available in a SUV model and a sedan. So I thought it was important to talk about hydrogen. Um, a lot of people talk about nuclear as a, a clean Uh, energy source. The problem with nuclear, as we all know, is there's that sneaky little byproduct of uranium that takes about 17,000 years for half-life. So, it's an interesting uh, player in energy. And we need to learn more about it. And as consumers, we need to demand for it. We need to go to our public utility companies and say, hey, we need more solar because that's driven by hydrogen, and we also need to be creating centralized um, power uh, that puts onto the grid using hydrogen. So if we're gonna use energy to create electricity from coal, natural gas, wind, and solar, we need to throw hydrogen in that mix. So I thought it was an interesting uh, content today, help people get some education on hydrogen, help them understand that it is prevalent It's used in everything we do. The energy that we have from the sun that creates our life, that creates our world is based on hydrogen. And so keep an eye on it. And we're going to talk about this as things continue to evolve. And I'm really excited. You know, If I look at the technologies that are available to me today, the long-range benefits, the ability to have clean and inexpensive uh, energy, I think hydrogen will literally long-term lead the pack. Because, yes, you can have your uh, EV and your all your electrical toys and your cordless devices and things, but um, it can be driven by electricity that is using hydrogen to create it. All right, well, that kind of wraps it up. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but again, keep an eye on this. We'll have some news articles on the website for at uh, energyadvisors.today. I'm thankful for our partners in the show and we've got some exciting new partners joining us shortly. So until next time, I always want to say, you know what, they've got a lot of choices, so make it a great day.